You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Hello and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How you doing, sir? I'm hanging in there, my friend. How about yourself? Pretty good. I'm Pretty glad to good. Hear it. Glad to hear it. Yes, sir. Well, today I actually had a really special show that I wanted to do. Okay. I've been getting so many inquiries about construction loans. Oh, uh, we'll lending. talk about why, you know, here yeah. in today's episode, but I was really fortunate that my company has an entire division dedicated to construction lending. It pulled back a little with the pandemic, but obviously it's uh, come roaring back. And I was actually on a call just in the last week with the head of construction lending, getting up to speed on all the new guidelines and the new products that we have, really unique products out in the market. So there's so many reasons that construction lending is in demand and so many reasons why it's a great idea right now for people. Mm. So I really wanted to just get into the thick of it, the ins and outs, what needs to be known. (laughs) Excuse me. Why? Why is construction lending? Why is it such an in-demand program in today's housing market? Yeah. So the re- I'd say the biggest reason why is because especially locally here in Connecticut and in the Northeast in general, we really have limited inventory uh, overall. Just the amount of people that want to buy houses versus uh-huh. the amount of houses available is so off keel. You know, it's it's so imbalanced right now. So if there's not a property that you can find that you want to buy, well, what about building one? where you can customize, where you can have a little more say. You can find the property, the the lot. Right. Well, and there there are, you know, there are lots of, there is a lot of land available for this type of thing, thankfully. So that's the number one reason. The other thing is that in the Northeast, we have a really old housing stock. So if you go to other parts of the country, especially like the Southeast and in the West, you have a lot of properties that were built in the last 10, 15 years, newer homes that have the amenities that people are looking for, the square footage, the bedrooms, the home offices, all the types of things that people really find as must-haves in today's market and today's economy. So when you look at the older homes, I mean, there are a lot of homes here in Connecticut that were built in the late 1800s, early to mid-1900s. Unfortunately, now, those properties just don't meet today's buyer's needs. So what you find is people that say that property is not going to work for me. Even if the numbers work, Mm -hmm. they go and look at a house that meets, you know, it checks all the boxes, but it was built in 1920 or 1930 or 1950, and it just doesn't have the amenities that people are looking for, you know, today. So because of that old housing stock not meeting those needs, new construction lending in this uh, type of mortgage becomes a really in-demand product. The last thing I'll say is that a lot of the properties that are available right now, they need repairs. They need rehabilitation, right? So if you do find a house that checks a lot of those boxes for you, and then you go in there and live there, what people find is, 
within a short amount of time, they want to paint. They want to change over the kitchen. They want to add a bedroom. They want to add the home office. They want to do all these things because, again, over the last couple of years, the way that we view our homes, the way that we view real estate is in a much different way. It's in a much brighter light than I would say it was several years ago. So because when people start thinking about the finances that are required to do repairs and rehabilitation, construction loans just become that much more attractive and people go, wait a second, if I'm going to spend all that money rehabbing this house or repairing all this, why wouldn't I just go and get a custom home? Why wouldn't I just take that money and build a custom property? Well, then go over some of the guidelines and maybe credit scores and down payment requirements for construction loans versus, let's say, a regular mortgage. Right. So the thing that everyone needs to realize is that construction loans are a different animal. We have talked extensively on the show here about conventional mortgages and We've talked about FHA loans, VA loans, USDA, reverse mortgages, all these awesome products, but these products are really all meant for homes that are ready to live in, or at least are in a safe situation where you can move in and live there. If a property needs extensive rehab or rehabilitation, obviously it may not be a situation where you can just move in with your toothbrush, right, and put your head down on the bed at night. So it's important that we understand the differences between these loans because this is a, again, it's a different animal. So people wonder, how does construction lending work versus a regular mortgage? And what are the requirements of a construction loan versus all these other loans that people tout and talk about in the market? So the first thing is that, the I want to explain that the guidelines I'm going to talk about are for a specific product that's only offered by my company. I can't speak to a construction loan offered by your credit union or your local bank if they offer it at all, because it is a um, definitely a niche product that's only mm-hmm. available by certain people. Not every mortgage lender offers it. What you need to realize is that you can't just build anything with one of these programs. You can't go build a four family house. You can't build a, you know, a two unit that you want to rent out to somebody. Rental properties are not allowed. So the types of properties are going to be the first thing you need to realize. It's going to be either a single family home that's detached from another home. So it can't be like a town home that's attached. It needs to be a single family detached home. It could be either a primary home that you're going to live in as your main dwelling, or it could be a second home or a vacation home is allowed as well. However, However, there are no exceptions for investment homes. You can't do a construction loan with this product on a home that you intend to just rent out for income. That's not allowed. The guidelines don't allow it. So that's the first thing to realize. The other thing is down payment requirements. So again, we've talked about loans where you can put as little as zero down or three, three and a half percent for first time buyer loans. The thing is, with this construction program, 5% down is going to be the minimum on the conventional version of it, because there's two versions. There's a conventional and there's a VA, okay? The VA, much like a regular VA loan, does not have any down payment requirements. So that's great. But on the conventional side, there's not a 3% down option. You do have to be prepared to Mm -hmm. put 5% down. Um, So... The question a lot of people do have is, how do I get a construction loan with zero down? The answer is you need to be eligible for that VA product. You need to be an eligible veteran or surviving spouse of a veteran in order to utilize that. 
The other thing is credit score requirements. We've talked about these government loans like FHA, where you can get in with sometimes as little as a 580 credit score. I know some banks will go lower, but the lowest I've seen lately is 580. You're not going to get a construction loan or any variation of it with a low credit score in that 500s or even low 600s. Um, you really do want to have a higher credit score as high as possible for these loans because there are certain underwriting standards that have to be met, as we'll discuss. And the higher your credit score, the easier it's going to be to get everything through and get it done. So I would really recommend high 600s, you know, 700 kind of being minimum barrier to entry to really start looking at these. If you're someone with credit challenges, it's not that you can't buy a home. It's just this new construction lending type of scenario is probably not going to be the right fit for you, at least for your first property here. Um, and the last thing that I want to say before we move on is mm -hmm. it's so important that people understand, and we'll talk a lot today about the building requirements, because in addition to you as the buyer getting approved for the loan, there is a entire underwriting process for the builder that you're using, because there's so much risk in this type of lending. You may have heard the horror stories about people starting construction and the builder bails on them in the middle, or they start a project and it goes way over on cost and all these things. So these are the issues and why this type of lending is so high risk. So not only do you have to be approved, but your builder has to be approved. So it's so important you're dealing with a top-notch builder that has a ton of experience um, doing home building. Not your brother or not your friend or right. not your uncle <clears throat> right. or whatnot that has built a house or two, but these have to be really strong builders with very good references and credentials. What are some things that a home buyer should be aware of when getting a, a construction loan then? Okay. So there's, again, a lot of differences here through other lending products. So you want to really step back for a second and treat this as an individual and don't get confused with this versus other lending products. The first thing is that while the construction is being done on the home, which will typically either be a six month or a nine month term, you get to choose based on your builder and the project, whether you want a six month construction mm. term or a nine month construction term. During that term, even though you're not living in the house, you do have to make mortgage payments. But the good part is the payments that are being made while the home is being constructed are interest only payments. So instead of you paying a full mortgage payment with principal, interest, tax, insurance, everything, the payments that will have to be made during the construction phase are only interest. So they will be a lot lower payment than you would pay on a typical mortgage, which should give you some comfortability. The other thing is about these loans, if you can't tell already, there's a lot of moving parts here. This is not a wham, bam, in and out in two weeks or three weeks type of loan like some other products are. This is a, an extensive process, a lot more people involved than normal. There's, uh, you know, lots of moving parts. So you want to be prepared for that and know what you're getting into. It's important that your mortgage advisor really sets the stage like I am right now on what to expect through the process, or there are going to be issues that are going to come up. There are going to be problems. So one common question that comes up around this, Gary, is where's the best place to get a construction loan? Because you're talking about sure. all these ins and outs. So where's the best place? And I always say who you work with matters. And I think on the construction lending side, who you work with matters even more than it does if you're just doing a regular home purchase or a you know rate and term simple refinance where you can go almost anywhere and get that. 
You really want a specialist. You want a lender that has, like I do, an entire department. That's all they do is construction lending. They're not doing anything else, and that is their specialty. What that's going to allow you to do is move the process along quickly, knowing that somebody's fingers on the pulse at all times of this process and moving things along. And when issues come up, as they so often do, and almost always do, let's I think it's safe to say, you can get that issue taken care of, get a resolution, get a solution, and you can move forward with the rest of the process. If you're dealing with a lender or like a mortgage broker that doesn't have a lot of experience with this or doesn't have a dedicated staff or team that knows this lending, then you could end up in a huge issue and you could end up having a catastrophe scenario. Can you tell me or maybe explain the difference between a regular construction loan versus you know, the unique one-time construction loan that Benchmark offers. Yeah, so the what makes our program so different than a lot of other mortgages that do construction, fund construction projects, is that we have a one-time close program, which is abbreviated as OTC. That stands for one-time close. With a normal construction loan, you need to get two loans. You need to get one for the construction, and then you need to get a permanent loan at the end. Two sets of closing costs, two sets of fees, two, you know, of a lot of things, right? It just drives the cost up. But with this product, it's a one-stop shop. It's a one process for both loans. So it's just, you just end up with one loan. You have the construction loan, it automatically gets modified at the end of the construction term into a permanent loan. So again, one set of closing costs, one closing one set of fees. You don't have to requalify either. And that's another big thing because if someone builds a property and then has to go and requalify at the end, what if they had a change in their credit significant or something along those lines? Right. That could completely derail the sure. whole process. This alleviates all that because you don't have to requalify. Another thing that makes this very different is that we create a contingency reserve account up front. Something that people understand that have done renovations or construction is that there's always overruns on costs. I mean, it almost never ends up coming in less, let alone at what you got quoted, especially lately with the supply chain issues and the inflation we've been having. So we build in a contingency reserve account, typically at least 5%, and it can be more than that. And that also can be used for different things, like maybe you, at the end you want to upgrade the shower to a nicer shower, right? Nicer shower head. Things like that that don't seem significant, you have to plan ahead for. This type of loan has that contingency reserve account in play. The reason that builders love it is because they have an online portal that they can use to request draws, to request money as things move through the process. And it's an online portal. They don't have to necessarily call or email. They can go into this portal and builders love that because it's such a pain for them to get construction draws to continue their project. I've heard many, many stories where it can take days or weeks to, for all that wow. to occur. Here it can happen in hours or you know, 24, 48 hours. Um, we talked about the interest-only payments during construction. That's definitely a, a great feature. And another benefit for builders is that they get to create a custom draw schedule. 
which is when the money will be drawn through the process. They don't just give you all the money up front. It's done in draws. A draw is like a, a little piece of that loan coming back to the builder so they can go to the next step. So for example, they may lay the foundation and then request another draw to do the framing. Then the framing's done, okay, we need to request another draw to do windows, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the builders can create that custom draw schedule. We have that 5% minimum contingency. For upgrades and overruns, we have the dedicated team at corporate that is all in on construction lending. We have that online portal that the builders can use to request their draws and create change requests. So those are huge, huge items that make this product different for both the buyer and the builder than other lending products out there. Can you go to maybe a little bit more depth on the builder requirements? Yeah, so this is a huge piece of this that a lot of people don't think about until they're in the thick of it. And like I said, there is an entire additional builder approval process that needs to be done uh, before we can move forward with this process. So we use a company called Land Gorilla that manages the process for us, and that's what they do is help manage this. They are very experienced at vetting builders, so they'll go in and run all the reports, the background checks, the criminal histories, all that stuff. We don't even look at that when you're getting a regular mortgage, but they will be looking at that on the builder because if a builder has lawsuits against them or judgments, we need to know about that up front. I heard a story recently where, you know, everything was looking good and then they did this process and found all these judgments against the builder from properties that he had either screwed up or not finished. That's not somebody that's going to be allowed to be involved in this process. The builder has to have a lot of experience themselves. The minimum is five years. So a builder that's only been doing it one or two years, I even heard of one four years, not allowed. Five years is the barrier to entry, okay? That's very, very important because you need to find out up front if a builder you're talking to hasn't been doing it five years, this product's not gonna work, okay? Um, also, having a builder that's very, very good with communication and very organized is of utmost, important with this pro of utmost importance with this product because they have to provide extensive documentation a bunch of references that will be called and researched. And they also have to carry a lot of different insurances as you would probably sure. expect, but you'd be surprised how many builders cut corners and don't. This is all being done to vet out the builder to ensure that this process is going to go smooth. It's not only to protect the bank, it's to protect the buyer so that as a buyer, you don't get screwed with a house that either doesn't you know, happen the way it's supposed to, or God forbid, completely gets off the track in the middle and never gets finished. They will run the builder's credit history. So they need to have that good credit history. Is there a minimum score? Not necessarily, but they're looking at their history. Do they pay their bills on time? Do they have financial responsibility? Do they have, uh, you know, a re responsibility with their own finances? Because that reflects on how they're going to actually handle this process. Their license status, where, how long have they been licensed? Are there any infractions against their license? Complaints, that sort of thing. The great part is though, once you go through this process, the approval's good for one year from the last draw. 
that they do. So if you have a builder that does a lot of properties, they can go through this vetting process one time Mm -hmm. and build multiple homes. They don't have to go through this on every single loan. So in an ideal world, you have a builder that's vetted out, that's approved, that we can then go through this on several different properties, on several different clients with. A really common question that I've gotten so much around this is, well, I'm a contractor, I'm a builder, my brother's a builder, my uncle's a builder. You know, and here's the thing is there's no owner builder. So you as an owner of the home can't also be the builder. It's not allowed. This product does not allow that. Um, Those are cases where you probably need to build in cash. Uh, I don't know of any construction loan products that allow the buyer of the home to also be the builder of the home, even if you're licensed. A lot of money. Yeah, it is. And as far as like a family member or something like that, an uncle, a friend, like that is okay if they meet the requirements that we were talking about with being vetted and that sort of thing. And on a VA, because we've been talking mainly about conventional, but on VA, you want to have a builder that is familiar with the VA process because there's even some more requirements on top of what I've told you. Folks, you're listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, <clears throat> along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can check him out online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Again, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. And his phone number is 860-413-3938. I'm happy to repeat that more towards the end of the show. Rob, what are some challenges, though, that that can be faced during a construction loan process that are maybe not as relevant in a normal mortgage of or, or you know, or home buying transaction? Right. So like I was talking about a few minutes ago, there's a lot more moving parts with the construction process, specifically with a lot of different draws being done and money need to be transacted. There's additional appraisals that need to be done through the process, additional Mm -hmm. inspections, and there's um, updates to the title policy, the title of who owns the property. You know, as things move through, they need to update the title searches and things like that. That's not normal on a regular mortgage, on a regular home buying transaction or refinance. Not all those things have to get done. So, again, you want to be understanding of those different things because they will create additional fees, of course, to the buyer and they'll create additional timelines that need to be adhered to. The timeline is important because you really only have two options it's either a six month construction timeline or a nine-month construction timeline. Now, after closing, the construction term may be extended up to three months for a fee, but the entire construction term absolutely cannot exceed 12 months. So in that case, we're talking about like a nine-month and then a three-month extension at the end of nine months. It cannot go past 12 months. No ifs, ands, or buts. So I haven't seen a scenario where it has. Obviously, that's the type of situation where your builder might have screwed something up or doesn't have the expertise. And that's why there needs to be that line in the sand and it needs to happen in under 12 months. I'm sure anybody that's thinking about building a home would want it to be done on the shorter end. But weather happens and other un, you know unforeseen circumstances happen and we can go up to that 12 months even though we don't want to do that. At what point should someone looking to build get pre-approved i mean would it would it be a would it be a different pre-approval timeline than usual yeah it would be i've always coached all my clients and prospective clients to be talking to a lender you know in that 3 to 6 months before they're ready mm-hmm. i would say 
on the construction side, if you do have excellent credit and you feel like you're in a good financial position, I would still recommend, you know, three to six months ahead of time to make sure that you're in a good position. Um, I would say minimum 60 to 90 days. Again, you, you make tons of money. You have all this money in the bank. Great, you know, 800 credit score. You might be able to go with 60 or 90 days, but I wouldn't do anything less than that because, again, we have to do all this vetting of you as the buyer, but then we also have to go through this whole process with the builder, and that can take a little bit of time too. So you want to give yourself time based on your goals of when you want to actually have that home built to move into, the more time you can give to yourself, the more flexibility that you're going to have. So uh, you want to make sure that you meet all those requirements. And God forbid you are somebody that wants a little help with their credit. You want to get from that 670 to 720. The more help that you're going to need, the more time that you're going to want to have, which is why I've always said, you know, the sooner the better. I've had people come to me a year ahead or more. And that's because they know that they need work. Self-employed people that don't show a lot of income on their taxes and need that coaching and expertise, mm -hmm. the sooner that they're going to want to come in and have that strategy session with a mortgage advisor. And then you also want to have the time to vet the builder on your side as a buyer. Interview multiple builders and get them approved. It can take a few weeks you know, to be able to do all that. And you may go through, like I've seen before, you may find a great builder, go through the vetting process. They don't meet the requirements. Now you have to find somebody else. So you see, this can all take a bit of time. The sooner you get pre-approved and make sure that we've got that piece in play as the buyer, mm -hmm. the sooner that the builder can get done and start actually constructing your home. Uh, you, you know, you're putting out new content all the time. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, I would say the best place to find me is on YouTube. Uh, we put out tons of videos and content every week. Rob Weinberg Mortgage is the uh, handle there on YouTube. So youtube.com slash Rob Weinberg Mortgage. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We're on Facebook and Instagram under Weinberg Mortgage. It's W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G Mortgage. And then we're on Twitter under Weinberg Lending. So you can go follow us on all those different spots online. Um, and before we wrap up, Gary, something that I really wanted to talk about was going back to these common questions I get because a lot of people own land, right? Mm -hmm. And they are like, well, I have this land and how does a construction loan work when you own the land? And the great thing is we can use the equity that you have in that land as your down payment or towards your down payment. So if you have a piece of land that you own outright or maybe even have a small mortgage or loan on it, we can use the equity to go towards that down payment that you need in order to facilitate this. That's a huge advantage because a lot of people spent money getting that land and you can utilize that now. What percentage of your clients, though, are really going down this route? Construction lending right now, I see 2022 and beyond. It is... I get asked about it, I'd say, on half okay, of the clients. Okay, asked about it, but how many are actually utilizing it? How many are utilizing it? I would say 10 to 20% of the people. That much? Yeah, yeah. And the reason that it wasn't utilized until recently is because with the pandemic and a lot of things, there were a lot of changes to mortgage programs. A lot of these products, the investors that backed them, they got out of the market. Now they've gotten back in. So while they may not have been available or these loans weren't available with this criteria where it was a lot simpler and easier mm -hmm. a year or two ago, now they suddenly are. That's why we've really 
revamped it and relaunched the product here just in the last few weeks to make it available. But I get asked about it, like I said, probably half the time people say, well, I know you pre-approved me for this, but what about building? I've been looking at, a ho at houses. I can't find anything. What about building? That comes up. The ones that actually utilize it because of all the criteria and things, you know, it's going to be a small percentage. Not everyone meets that criteria where they have 5% or more down. They have excellent credit and these other things. So, of course, even if yeah. you want it, you have to meet the guidelines. Yeah, and you also have to have a place to live in the interim while the house exactly. is being built. Exactly. Folks, um, you're listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. You can contact Rob Weinberg. It's very easy to do that. You can make an appointment at 860-413-3938. Let me repeat that number for you. 860 860- 413-3938. Check out his website. It's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Once again, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. And by the way, if you've got a question that you would like to have answered, perhaps even on these very airwaves, don't shy away, my friends. If you're thinking about it, I would bet you others are thinking about it as well. Simply email us at MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. Once again, MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.